John chapter 12, verse 32. This is a scripture most of y'all have heard probably most of your life. It's one that I've shared with you recently. And in fact, I'm going to talk about a lot of things I've talked about recently. I want to... I'm not going to preach the same sermon over again to you, but we're going to build on it. And I'm going to pull a lot of things together today. But I think this is something that we all need to hear, we all need to be mindful of. John chapter 12, verse 32. And this is the words of Jesus. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. If I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. So the question you need to ask yourself today is, is Jesus being exalted in my life? And what does that mean? You know, we all, I think probably everybody sitting here today considers themselves a Christian, right? Is there anybody that doesn't? I don't see any hands. So we can all assume we're on the same page. We all consider ourselves to be Christians. We consider ourselves to be children of God. Okay? I want to remind you one more time. I didn't say it was going to be the last time, but once again I'm going to remind you of what the Great Commission says. The Great Commission says, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That sounds awful similar to what Jesus was telling His disciples here. He said, If I be lifted up, Meaning, if you go into the world and preach the gospel, what is the gospel? It's a story of Jesus, right? It's about His life on this earth, His death on this earth, how He rose from the dead, and what He did in the process to pay for our sins. That's the gospel. Short and sweet. So He told them to go into all the world and preach the gospel. And then that was over in Mark. And John here, he's telling us, if I'm lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Now Jesus was lifted up. You could say He was lifted up on a cross, right? But after the fact, when He rose from the dead, He was exalted. Many people saw Him on the earth. His disciples were there when He rose from the earth and went, ascended into the heavens. He was lifted up physically. But see, that this goes beyond a physical manifestation. This goes beyond an actual event that was recorded in history. You see, this is an ongoing thing that needs to happen. We call ourselves Christians. Y'all, I'm going to work on you today, okay? 
We call ourselves Christians. And I, I say ourselves. I'm not talking down to you today. I'm right there with you. We call ourselves Christians. But we don't lift up Jesus. We call ourselves Christians, but we don't go into all the world and preach the gospel. We call ourselves Christians, but just like the Sunday school lesson today said, and we discussed, you know that you've passed from death into life because you love the brethren. If you don't love, you don't have love. We want to be part of something. We want, to be, we want to go to church and feel like we've done something for God. And come Monday morning, that's the last thing on our mind. Because we know we got six days. We can do what we want to do. We're going to get somewhere in a minute now. I want y'all to hear all this because, man, it's been working on me. And you know, every time I might get a little irritated with what somebody else does, I have to always stop and think, now wait a minute, how many times have I done that? How many times have I not done what was expected of me? How many times have I not lifted up the name of Jesus when I should have been? How many times did I have an opportunity that I passed up and didn't go tell somebody about God? My son come home the other day and apparently his teacher had been getting on to him about pointing. And he said, Daddy, when you point, there's three more pointing back at you. It's been years since I've heard that. But you know, God just spoke into my heart right now. And I remembered when He said that. And you know what? That is exactly how it is. When I say, you know what? I wish they'd do better. Why don't they do this? Or how come people aren't doing this? And I get so frustrated sometimes, y'all. And I'm not trying to beat up on y'all. I get so frustrated wondering why is it that people aren't dedicated to serving God anymore? And I got three fingers pointing back at me. And God says, Kevin, why don't you? How come you miss all these opportunities? Why is it that you aren't doing more than you are? You see, I might do more than you, but that don't mean I'm doing enough. I might not be doing more than you. You know the answer to that. A couple weeks ago, I preached to you all about a foundation. And how those things on top of that foundation were either going to be consumed. You all know the Scripture. Paul talked about this foundation that he as a master builder had helped lay. This foundation of Jesus Christ. And when you receive Jesus Christ, you can build something on that foundation. And it's either going to be consumed when you're judged, or you're going to have something left standing. But you know what the problem is today? And y'all, this don't make any sense when you look at it in natural terms. But there's a whole lot of people that want to go pour a slab and then move into a slab. 
Y'all know what I'm talking about? What's the first thing you do when you get ready to build a house? You prepare a foundation, don't you? It doesn't matter if you're going to pour concrete. It doesn't matter if you're going to put it on pier and beam. You've got to prepare that ground to hold a house. But there's a whole lot of people in the Spirit that want to go pour a slab and then move in. You understand what I'm saying? They think they're done. They think that's good enough. Now y'all listen back there in the back, teenagers. You can work and receive the foundation in your life, but that is not enough. That is not where it ends. A foundation is the beginning. A foundation is what everything else is built upon. You know what I was thinking yesterday? There's three pieces of concrete on this property that don't have anything on them. And I don't know what was on them before or if there ever even was something on them. Because I've only lived here a couple years. But there's one over there behind my house. Nice piece of concrete. Probably 20 by 30. Nice little slab. Maybe not quite that big, but pretty big. Maybe 15 by 20. And then about 20 feet away, there's another one that's about 10 foot square. Just a piece of concrete laying there. And then if you look over here where most of y'all park, there's another one that's about 5 by 10. You know the first thing I think of when I see that concrete? Man, that's a good place to That's a good place to put a storage building right on there. You see, nobody ever looks at that concrete slab sitting out there by itself and says, well, it's a nice piece of concrete. And go on about their business. The first thing everybody does is they look at it and they say, man, that's a good place to build something. I could build me a little shed on that. Or I could could use it to put my garbage cans on and not have to drag them through the mud. See, everybody looks at it and they think usefulness. You look at it and you you start thinking of things you could do with it. But when we look at this foundation of Jesus in our life, for some reason, we get so complacent with the things of this world, we forget about building something on our foundation. We just say, to heck with it, I got the foundation, I'm good. Let's move in. Y'all ever moved into a house before it was finished? Worst possible thing you can do. Because you will never finish it. Never. But we won't go live on our slab. You see, this is going to hit you hard. We won't go live on our slab. Man, I got a good foundation. I'm good. But you know, Jesus talked about this in another parable. He talked about the man that went and built him a house on the sand. And it just fell down. Then he talked about another one that went and built his house on a solid rock. 
And it stayed, didn't it? Well, see, going and, and living on the rock wasn't enough. You had to build a house. You had to build something on top of it. Now, why am I harping on this today, y'all? I want y'all to understand something about Christian life. The Word says faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. See, you can sit there and say, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. I know what Jesus did for me. That ain't enough. That ain't enough. God is not in the business of selling fire insurance. Okay? You see, when He calls you, huh? calls you into His marvelous light, I know I'm working on y'all today. Somebody's hearing this. You see, He called you out of darkness. He paid a price you couldn't pay. The chastisement of his of our peace was upon him, huh? What does that mean? The punishment we deserved. The thing that needed to be paid for, so that we might have peace, was upon him. Y'all, this makes me feel guilty. Makes me feel like, I mean, ashamed. Because we're content with just the foundation, and that's it. We need to be building something. We've got to be a light to this dark and dying world. A light set up on a hill so that it can be seen, right? You know what that means? Lift up Jesus so that others will be drawn. That's what it's all about, lifting Him up. Are you lifting up Jesus in your life? Is He exalted in everything you do? Listen, I'm going to tell you all right now, giving praise to the King is not something to be ashamed of. Giving praise to the Son of God is not something you should hang your head and whisper about. He is the King of kings. He's your King. He's your mighty God. He's your risen Savior. And we're happy with a slab. See, those things you put on that concrete, those things you build on that foundation He laid, are only to glorify Him. So by not putting something on it or by putting garbage on it, what you're doing is you're saying, this is what I think of my king. That hurts, man. That hurts. Because I look at my life sometimes, and man, I'm going to tell you all, I come up so short. Miserable. I come up short. I think what God has done for me and my Family and I don't know how else to say it. I want people to, you know, there's the old saying that says you lead by example. And that's what I need to do. I need to start leading by example. 
I thought I think sometimes I may have done that, but I haven't done it to my best. I know I haven't. But you know what? It's not just my responsibility, y'all. You can't go preach Jesus to somebody if you ain't living what you're preaching. You can't go share somebody with how great your God is and then they look at you and all they see is a slab. Huh? You better be building something on it. And, you know, we talked to another a couple weeks ago. All this comes together. I want you all to understand that everything I preached the past two months, it comes together. We talked about how Peter said, uh, be ready always. Be ready always to give a reason for the hope that lies within you. Why? Because people ought to look at you and see it. You shouldn't have to tell them, I've got hope. They ought to look at you and say, you know what? That guy or that girl has got something special I can see through everything else. They have a hope that I don't have. And I need to go ask them, why is it? While you're going through these trials and tribulations and you got nothing because the bank come and took it away, how is it that you still have hope? And you better be ready. Be ready to give them a reason for it. What is your reason? I'm going to tell you right now, my reason is because I don't lean on my own understanding, but in all my ways I'm going to acknowledge God and He will direct my path. So it doesn't matter where I find myself heading. It doesn't matter the obstacles I see before me. Because I know where my future lies. I know who holds my future. I know He holds it in His hand. And I'm going to tell you all right now, you better be persuaded that He is able. That's what it says over in 2 Timothy. He says, be persuaded that He is able to keep that which which I have committed unto Him against that day. Are you persuaded? I want you all to understand this is not a game. This is not something to pass the time. I've got other things I can be doing right now. But you know why I'm here? Because God called me. What a privilege. And I come here today because I want to lift up the name of Jesus. I want to exalt His name. Not just before you people, but between me and Him. I want Him to see that I'm here doing what He wants me to do. I want Him to know that I'm here because I love Him. Because I thank Him and praise Him for everything He does for me. And it's the least thing I can do to step out of my shell every now and then and move into the spotlight and say, God, be praised. Because He is mighty. He is worthy of all praise. His mercy is great and endureth forever. It don't take nothing for me to say something like that. But when I want to sit there like a bump on a log, and I ain't just talking about here at church. I'm talking about in your daily life. You want to sit there and just have a slab to go home to. We have got to step out of our comfort zone. We've got to get out into the public eye and let people know we've got hope. Hope. You see, if you don't do nothing but sit at the house, nobody sees the hope that's within you. If you don't do nothing but take care of your family, nobody sees the hope that's in you. You've got to advertise. 
You ain't going to look in this world and find a single company that's successful that doesn't advertise. If they got something to sell, they ain't going to sell it unless they tell somebody, right? I got something I want you to see. This is the best thing since sliced bread. It's the Chopomatic. Right? They advertise. ShamWow. Everybody remembers it. It's got a catchy name. Right? I guarantee you everybody here today can tell me what a ShamWow is and probably don't three of you have one. But you know it. Because they advertised and they're good at it. Huh? How did they get good at advertising? They practiced. They studied. Study to show thyself approve a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. They studied. They practiced it. They took time every now and then when they saw an opportunity to say, oh, let me tell you what God has done for me. See, you ain't got to... Look, y'all listen now. You don't have to have magical insight into their problems. Tell them what God did for you. Testify. Stand up and testify. Let somebody know. And I'm going to tell you, you better start living your life in a way that is a testimony of God. When they see you falling short and they see how slack you are, see that you don't really have priorities in anything. And the only thing you got priorities in is the things of the world. They're going to look at you and they're going to say, I ain't got time for Christianity. I got too many other things to do right now. Friendship with the world is enmity with God. I'm preaching about five or six sermons to y'all today. Friendship with the world is enmity with God. Separation, division cannot coexist. More than that, will not coexist. God will have no part of it. He wants nothing to do with it. But we're happy with our slab. It's a nice one. Sweep it off every now and then. Every now and then, if I really feel frisky, I'll get out there with a pressure washer and hose it down, get all the mold off my slab. Just a slab. I guarantee you, I couldn't sell that slab over there to somebody. They're going to say, what am I going to do with it? It's at your house. I ain't seen everybody. Maybe you can. I've never seen somebody move a slab. Maybe a few inches. Right? So what good is a slab if you're not going to build something on it? See, what good is this foundation I have if I can't somehow share it with somebody? What good is this foundation if I don't take the time to tend to it and put something on it? Make sure it's level, huh? There's some teaching right there, y'all. There's some teaching right there. You better make sure your slab is level and don't have cracks in it. Inspect it. Inspect the Word. Know what the Word says. Know that you're sitting on a solid rock. See, if you don't know it, you ain't going to trust your slab. 
All right, that's enough of that analogy. We got some eating to do, so I'm going to cut y'all loose early. I know there's people who want to go to a funeral. I want to encourage all of you to stay. But y'all take this to heart today. I know I have just the... I've been thinking on this stuff all week. I look at people and say, man, why don't people care more? Why don't people get involved more? There's them three fingers pointing back at me, Kevin. Why don't you do it? You know, I can't do everything, but I don't need to be complaining just because I'm the one doing it either.